All right, welcome to college podcast number two, uh, where we're trying to continue to just talk through different, uh, different things to help juniors and seniors looking to college. Uh, last week we had Sandra and Zoe. Today I have two new uh, college experts, um, basically have their PhDs at this point. Um, so I have Abby Blackman and Brooke Dellis. So can each of you, Abby, let's start with you, just kind of introduce yourself and then your college experience. How long have you attended and where did you attend, okay. basically? Go ahead. Um, so hey, my name is Abby Blackman. I just graduated from the University of Alabama Roll with um, a major in secondary education science. And I was at Alabama for four years. So you graduated on time. Yes, uh, graduated on time. Okay. No graduation because COVID, but you know. I know. Yeah. Okay, we need to talk about that too. Yep. Okay, <laughs> okay. Did you get our gift card? I sent you a gift card. Yes, right? okay, I did. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Thank All right. And then we have our other college expert, uh, our college Hardly. baby, is Brooke <laughs> Dellis. Okay, Brooke, uh, introduce yourself and then where do you go and how long have you been there? Okay. Hi, I'm Brooke. Um, I went to UGA, or I'm still going to UGA, right, right. and I just finished freshman year, so about nice. to be a sophomore. So. About to be a sophomore. Now, are An you, expert. Uh, yeah, you are. You basically are, Brooke. You'll see. Mm -hmm. Basically, all, all of college is just freshman year. It doesn't change at all. <laughs> just kidding, completely. Um, so, now, are you taking summer classes, Brooke? Mm -hmm. How many? Uh, two. One at UGA. And that one's my microeconomics, and then one at Highlands, which is public speaking. Basically the same subject, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you're, and you're Easy. Zooming your public speaking class, is that right? YouTubing. YouTubing. So we post our speeches on YouTube. Oh my gosh. So. We'll put a link in the podcast for <laughs> Brooke's first uh, my, YouTube speech. My first speech is about my favorite song, so. What is your favorite song? Haven't decided yet. Oh, okay. But stay tuned. There are good it's ones. Coming. There are good. There are so many good songs. Don't stop believing is really good. In terms of like good, like your favorite song, I don't know. Iris by Goo Goo Dolls. You guys don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite song, Abby? Oh, mine's kind of embarrassing. Uh, no such uh, thing. The Heartless with Morgan Wallen. Don't know why. I love it. It was like my Wallen. top song of 2019, and I listen to it all the time. Good for you. Yeah, good I for mean, you. I was unashamed. I was rolling in to forget you, CeeLo Green. So oh my That's gosh, good yes, good stuff. Classic. My my wife and I are both the same in that when Kristen finds something that she likes, be it food <laughs> or a song, we just beat it to death. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Like mm -hmm. we literally suck it dry and leave it for dead <laughs> and move on to the next thing. And yeah. like, but she likes um, uh, oh come on, I think it's Florida Georgia Line. S-I-M-P-L-E, simple oh, yeah. as can be. Do you yes. know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. She likes that song a lot. And I know because it's all she plays in her, in her CRV every day. So now that we've gotten over the important stuff, favorite <laughs> songs, introductions, um, let's talk through some college stuff. So last week, it, it kind of worked really well. Last week with Zoe and Sandra, we talked about like move-in day and the, the crazy emotional roller coaster that it is for some people and <laughs> that it's not for other people. Um, making friends and that sort of thing. And we'll, we'll hit on a couple of those things today, but, but today I really want to focus on, all right, so you've, you've gone through the craziness. Mom and dad are, are back home crying their eyes out probably or <laughs> celebrating or a mixture of both. So now you're in school. You are at college, quote unquote. Just some, some walking through some different things in terms of life as a college student, okay? 
Um, let, Brooke, let's start with you. So your first, if you, if you can remember, so freshman year, two semesters, do you remember in terms of class load, like how many hours you took each semester, kind of what that looked like? Yeah, um, since I did a little bit over summer, mm-hmm. my first semester I took maybe like 13 hours. Okay. And then second semester, I took 12 because I was taking harder classes, but I'm starting to take like 15 a semester, and that's probably going to be my regular You're like steady. Yeah. Okay, so two follow-ups to that. You said summer, before, so you mean summer going into your freshman year at yes. UGA. Can you tell us just a little bit about what that was like, what that looked yeah, like? Yeah, um, so basically um, all of July I moved into UGA early, mm-hmm. and I took maybe like one real class and two kind of like introductory classes Mm -hmm. and it was just more to like get adjusted to campus and college life with a smaller amount of people there and they're freshmen only so Mm -hmm. it was great for like adjusting especially coming from like a very small school yeah a small community it helped me like transition into college and without like the crazy amount of people like um Mm -hmm. stuff like that the senior class of our merchie is probably the size of one class at UGA, honestly. Oh, yeah, no, like I had broad class. some of my classes were like almost three times as big <laughs> as my graduating class. Right, right. So that's nice. That's nice to be able to get adjusted. Um, so Abby, what about you? Now, you have been all the way through your time in college. Did you, in terms of hours, and we'll talk about hours in just a second because mm-hmm. I think that might not be clear in what that means, but in terms of how many hours you took per semester, mm-hmm. were you able to find a rhythm or was it just something different all the time or? Um, so mine, mine was a little different. I think I started with like 15 and 16 hours mm. freshman year. Bless you. Um, yeah, which was a lot for freshman year. So definitely <laughs> go like white at the beginning if you can. Hmm. Um, and then I ended up changing my major sophomore year. Okay. So I was kind of behind. And then the major I changed to is like almost two majors put together Hmm. so it was a lot at once so I did two summers of summer school and then even with that I was taking like 17 or 18 hours every semester oh my word um junior year I took 21 and 22 are you serious with labs and student teaching hours and it was it was Armstrong over here I don't recommend that it was awful it was because I wanted to graduate on time and now that I've graduated I I was like that's depressing why did I do that (laughs) um so, so yeah, I don't recommend, I would not go over 18, and a lot of times that's a lot too, sure. especially if you're doing like sciences and you have labs or something with, mm-hmm. I don't know, education or um, shadowing hours or something like that, because those add up too. So. so, okay, let me ask you this. So now, we will, you will have people listening to this podcast, and, mm-hmm. I, and I won't name them, <laughs> but I can already, I'm sure you have a clue, from, but like there are people who will just, who will just push the limit. They mm-hmm. will do it, the 16, the 17. Um, you seem to have been able to make it livable. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk a little bit more about like recommending it versus don't recommending it. But like, if you're going to do it, mm-hmm. some take like be sure you do X, Y, Z. Does that make sense? Yes. Go for it. Um, so I, I wouldn't recommend it. That was the most like stressed out year of my life. Yeah. It was kind of horrible. I never really got to like spend time with friends. Hmm. I was literally never at home other than to sleep or to like pop in and grab a textbook and leave. Yeah. Um, my grades weren't exactly where I wanted them to be because there was no time to study. Hmm. So it was like I paid attention in class and then I just kind of hoped that would right. serve me well because there was no time to study. 
Um, so if you're going to do that, I mean, you just have to be like comfortable with the mm. things that you sacrifice. Um, and honestly, just like as far as like my walk with the Lord and growing as a person, it was really hard to do that that year too because there hmm. was just no time. Yeah. And so like in college, time is really valuable, whether that's, you know, growing with the Lord, growing just I don't know, into who you're becoming, yeah. um, spending time with friends or like someone you're dating or just, I don't know, studying, like time's mm-hmm. very valuable in college. So I would not, I don't think mm-hmm. I would push over 18. And mm-hmm. a lot of times that's still a lot as well. So for sure. That's, you know, you make a good point too, Abby. Like I think sometimes we associate taking a lot of hours, especially to the, the uninitiated, the people who are just mm-hmm. starting, we associate taking a lot of hours with academic achievement but they actually can kind of play against each other mm-hmm. in that the more hours you take, the less time you have like to study. But also like I think like when I was studying for big exams or writing a big paper, I had to have time away mm-hmm. to like decompress and reload and get ready mm-hmm. for the next class. So you're saying that in a lot of instances, taking too many classes can almost work against academic sure. excellence. Is mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. As well as just like your health. Like I don't think I yeah. ever got eight hours of sleep that <laughs> year. Like I don't know how I made it out, but mm-hmm. I did. Thankfully, but right. Well, well deserved. Good point. Bro, I saw some nodding talking about like, especially like making time and some things like that. Anything that you want to, and feel free to, to cross talk too, but yeah. any, any follow up to that? Um, I just think, especially your freshman year, you're adjusting mm-hmm. and you're having to spend a lot of time like getting used to college studies. It's mm-hmm. different from high school, and let alone you're putting so much effort into making friends, getting connected on campus. Hmm. And so it's so important, obviously, to study, do well in classes, but also it's so important to get connected with the people you're around and invest in, like, Hmm. great friends, and you need time to do that. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's what I recommend. Let's talk about that for a second. So, Abby, if you can wind the clock back to freshman year. Mm -hmm. Um, So in terms of, well, Brooke, let's start with you first. So you just made a really good point, like, in how do you find the balance, right? So mm-hmm. academics, I mean, that's, that really is the reason you're there, is, is mm-hmm. growing and learning, but you're also growing and learning as a person, which is mm-hmm. just as important, if not more so. How do you balance, so freshman year, you're brand new, everything's big, everything's unknown, pretty much. Um, how do you balance you don't want to be, if you can avoid it, you don't want to be the hermit in your room that doesn't know anybody because you're hitting the books so hard, mm-hmm. right? But you do want to learn and get better. So, so I guess the, like, let me see if I can phrase this in a way that doesn't involve me talking so much. Um, but as a high schooler going in, you think there are two kinds of people, at least I mm-hmm. did, people who spend all their time in their room studying and they mm-hmm. crush it versus the people who spend all their time either inebriated or not, or, or like just, just like being lazy. Like I had a friend at Georgia mm-hmm. Southern who didn't go to class on Tuesdays. He had class on Tuesdays, but he just chose not to go. You know what I mean? Like you have mm-hmm. those guys. How do you balance that? How do you enjoy college, grow as a person, and do well academically without overshooting either mm-hmm. side? Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Brooke. Um, what helped for me a lot was I found friends that also valued like studying and doing well. Okay. 
And so it was really helpful that my friends and I, we all wanted to do well in class. So we had all studied together hmm. in a way. And I know for some people that's very distracting, but for us, we were able to get work done and we would work hard and still have time together. But then once we were done, we had time to hmm. hang out. So I think it was um, prioritizing your time where hmm. if I had later classes, I would wake up earlier so then I could study and then go to class so then I could have my evenings free mm -hmm. to do whatever. So I think it's just prioritizing um, your time throughout the day. It made it easier to kind of have like a schedule and a routine of like, I'm going to study on this day or at this hour. And mm -hmm. that's what made it easier for me is I had a schedule and so I knew this, like, I would allot certain hours for studying. Yeah. So then. So for me, like, one of the things, like, I'm just writing down takeaways that, that you guys say. Um, so for you, it kind of boils down to two things that I heard you say. So finding the right kind of friends and not, like, right versus wrong, but, like, the kind of friends who, if you both value studying, then, like, you get to study together or you guys can split apart and it's yeah. not like you're not losing time with them mm -hmm. because they're actually doing the same thing. So finding that right friend group, but also time management mm -hmm. is an important thing. Okay. Abby, same, mm -hmm. same kind of question, thoughts, follow up. Okay. Yeah. I would piggyback off of saying like time management is huge in college. Okay. Um, and my dad actually gave me really good advice when I went, he told me to treat college kind of like an eight to five job, hmm. um, which when I first got there, I was like, eight's kind of early. Um, <laughs> so maybe like nine to six, nice. but, um, nice. definitely I think, if you do that, then you'll kind of find that balance. So um, I would suggest scheduling earlier classes. Um, mm. One semester, I didn't have class till like 11 every day. Yeah. And I had the intentions of like, oh, I'll wake up and study. And I was just not disciplined enough to do that. Sure. And so I wasn't starting my day till super late. And mm -hmm. then in the evenings, I was playing catch up. And I had to say no to like all the ice cream runs and like yeah. church events and things like that that my friends are inviting me to go to. Um, hmm. so I would say like schedule it kind of early. So you're up and then just spend like eight to five, nine to six, really mm -hmm. studying, being productive. Um, and then when you have those big tests coming up, like a lot of times you will study into the evenings on those days. Right. Um, but as far as like day to day, kind mm -hmm. of after dinner, that is like good time to yeah. like spend making those connections. Um, cause that's really, really important freshman year. That's a good point. And so like, like I think to, you kind of have to be part of college is growing up and, and mm -hmm. admitting that there are going to be times where yeah. you have friends who are maybe not hitting it as hard in terms of academics as mm -hmm. maybe they should be. And so like, like there, you have to be flexible in both. Like, mm -hmm. like there are going to be times where you need to take a break and force yourself to get out and hang out and enjoy. Mm -hmm. And then there are going to be times where you have to do the opposite where you have to say no to things so that you can get studying in or, or whatever, or what that looks like. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing you said, Abby, that I like, you kind of formed your schedule around your personality. Mm -hmm. Like you tried taking the later classes first and that didn't, didn't like work. your personality didn't mold to that. Mm -hmm. I never took a class before 930 in my entire okay. college career. I took one class at 930 and I hated it because okay. it was so early. so early. I couldn't, yeah. I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah. So like for my personality works differently and, and that's a good, but like in mm -hmm. college you can try, like you can try it for a semester mm -hmm. and if this schedule doesn't work, 
you can, the nice thing about college is that for the most part, you can flip it around mm -hmm. and try something different. Fair? Makes sense? Fair. Yeah, yeah. Like my first semester, I'm a morning person. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of went all out and I had all 8 a.m.s my first semester. Mm. And <laughs> while I am a morning person and I got up early and I had my classes like back to back to back. So I was done mm -hmm. by 11. Wow. And I had so much time to do work and it was great, but I was so tired. So. Yeah. Then next semester, I kind of had like Monday, Wednesday, Friday had 8 a.m.s, but then Tuesday, Thursday had like mm -hmm. later, right. like 11 o'clock, and I would still mm -hmm. wake up fairly early to mm -hmm. do work before, but it also gave me that time to like sleep in and yet still get work done. Right, so. right. So it really does seem to be about like freshman year is, try, is maybe in terms of scheduling is trying to find mm -hmm. the hat that fits you. Mm -hmm the best and that's yes. okay it's okay to totally mm -hmm. blow it and that sort of thing but because you have next semester in terms of mm -hmm. like scheduling to to yeah. try something different that's a mm -hmm. good point well there are like a hundred thousand other questions that I have just about that but let's in terms of moving on so one thing just real quick for clarity I don't want to scare students into thinking that 18 hours means 18 different classes uh, um, yeah. So each, at now at Georgia Southern where I went, go Eagles, um, mm -hmm. three hours, most of your classes, like your major classes, major mm -hmm. meaning the big dogs, your, your sciences, your, the, the required stuff, most of your core classes, mm -hmm. um, like one class was three hours. Mm -hmm. So 15 hours was five classes. Is that the way it is at, at UGA and Bama, pretty much? Is one yeah. hour per, is that right? Yeah. Is that fair? And mm -hmm. then like your PE classes, like mine was either one hour or two. Yeah. So if you're taking, and like a lab was mm -hmm. one and the lecture was three. So like mm -hmm. taking 18 hours doesn't mean 18 classes, but it's, it's kind of split up that way. So just for any like mm -hmm. any seniors who are freaking out, it's not, they don't actually <laughs> take that many classes. Yeah. Um, so, okay, just, one wordish answers real quick. Brooke, what is your major, or do you have a major yet? Yes, um, management information systems. That's right, IT stuff, management oh, yeah. information. That's and then awesome. Abby, what did you major in? I was secondary education science. Secondary education science. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about finding a major, and then we'll talk about changing majors mm -hmm. a little bit, and all the fun that's involved in that. Um, mm -hmm. So how did you find, let's go back to your first major, and then your okay. first major, obviously. How did you find that major? Have you wanted to be management information system since you were just a little girl? Like, how does that, how did that work for you? Um, well, senior year, I did an internship and I knew I kind of, the medical field is not for me. That's hmm. just, I don't do that. Science, not for me. I liked history, but like, mm -hmm. ah. And so <laughs> my dad's IT, and I always found it interesting. So senior year, I was like, oh, I'm going to do an internship um, yep. at a place or like in, at a place where I can learn about it and see if that's what I like. Yeah. So I interned at the IT department at Windshape. Oh, um, okay. Yes, and I ended up loving it. And mm -hmm. I actually talked to the guy I was interning with, Tony Walker, and he was mm -hmm. telling me, he was like, you need to, if you want to pursue this, you should go in management information systems because it's IT and business. Yeah. And it kind of gives you both um, aspects. Okay. And so I ended up doing that because I loved my internship. Mm -hmm. And so I just... I'm taking more of those classes now, and I really, really like them. So. Right. Okay. Okay. And so I'll follow up with that. And just so, so, Abby, what was your first major that you originally had? Yeah. So my first major, I was pre-dental, and I was That's like right. a general business major with a bio minor. Gotcha. So. Now, what 
how did you choose that? What attracted you or how did you land there? Mm-hmm. So I, I knew I always liked science. Like it was harder for me, but I always found it like really interesting. Um, and I knew I kind of wanted to work with kids. And so I was really wanting to be like an orthodontist at that point. Got it. Um, and my dad's a dentist. And so I knew like a lot of people in that field had chatted a lot of people. Um, so that's, I was kind of just putting together like science and mm-hmm. like a health field I was familiar with as well as working with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what originally got me there. Gotcha. So. so, okay. And here's, I think, and you guys are far closer to college than I am now. I think if you asked high schoolers going into college or even mm-hmm. freshmen and maybe even sophomores in college, the mm-hmm. scariest part of college is figuring out the major or mm-hmm. one of the top five, I think, mm-hmm. figuring out what are you going to do with your life? What are, you, what are you and your parents spending all this money on, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, and so I think that's very intimidating and students mm-hmm. will let that fear of, I, I'm 17, like I've only been driving mm-hmm. for like a year and a half and now you're asking <laughs> yeah. what I'm going to do with my life. Like, but I think one of the things that you guys have both harped on, and again, we'll get to your change in just mm-hmm. a second, but one of the things you both harped on was th- the majors that you chose were rooted in things that you were passionate about yes. beforehand, mm-hmm. things that you mm-hmm. were excited about. And so maybe that is something for students to start thinking on is maybe not so much what do I want to do with the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. But starting smaller with what are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. Um, I was communications at Georgia Southern. As a freshman, I was dating a girl who was older than me and was majoring in communications. And she mm-hmm. told me what that, I thought communications was like building cell phones. Like I didn't know that communications uh, yeah. was like, like the way people interpret thought and how you communicate between cultures and like, mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea you could even major in that. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was passionate about, and I did it. So maybe that's one thing I would suggest to, to incoming freshmen and, and even juniors and seniors is begin to ask yourself now, mm-hmm. what are you passionate about? What do you like? Other thoughts, before we get into changing majors, other thoughts, like if you could give advice to a junior or a senior who's very mm-hmm. intimidated by the idea of choosing a major, what would you say to them if they, if they asked you about mm-hmm for advice or help? Yeah, I would definitely give the passion advice. Okay. Because um, a lot of times, like, there are a lot of jobs in high school I thought I knew what that job looked like. Mm. Um, so it is. It's way more intimidating trying to choose a career at 17, 18, 19 that you think you're going to do for the rest of your life. Because right. um, a lot of times, and it's happened to myself and to my friends, like, you think it looks one way, and then it totally doesn't. So I would, I would back down smaller um, to your passions and then mm. kind of let those unfold into the mm-hmm. career choices that go from there. Um, so yeah, that, that yep. would be my advice. Yeah. Right. Um, I would say if you have time, say like you're looking for a job, mm-hmm. find jobs that may interest you, like, um, that has to do with your major or internship or some sort of experience Mm -hmm. so you kind of get a feel of it like Abby said like Mm -hmm. you don't know what it looks like so maybe um take the time if you can to kind of see what that's all about try Mm -hmm. and find an internship job or Mm -hmm. just ask around Mm -hmm. people who have that job that you maybe be interested in maybe just talk to them about it Mm -hmm. so you understand um if that's what you want to do, just kind of like eliminate stuff, I guess. Yeah. Just kind of start small and figure out, uh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to right. do that. Yeah. I maybe want to do this. So. Right. And, and mm-hmm. don't hold back. Like if your parents ask you what you're interested in, don't, 
do the best you can not to just have answers that you think they want to, you know, if you're interested in something Mm -hmm. that maybe is kind of off the wall or a little bit different, like you need to go ahead and lean into that because Mm -hmm. this is something you could be doing for a very long time. Like they would much rather you be. And I think the other thing I would say too is try to get like, even getting like lunch with a dentist or a doctor Mm -hmm. or someone who works in IT or a school teacher or a video game developer or whatever. Like if your mom knows a mom who knows Mm -hmm. a dad who whatever, like meet with those people. But I think the other thing that I would say too is getting to know people. Like you come in as a freshman, you don't know what you want to do. Well, as you get into sororities and fraternities, as you get into clubs and Christian organizations with older students who are in their major, you will meet them and learn about what they do. Does that make sense? Oh, like, yeah. So meeting people, I think, like in college is super helpful who are mm-hmm. already doing stuff. And you can ask them, mm-hmm. what is yeah. this major like? What, mm-hmm. what do you do? Um, I would definitely like recommend that. Seniors are like such a valuable resource for freshmen mm-hmm. and sophomores. Um, and they're an intimidating resource sometimes. <laughs> but like I definitely would go talk to them, especially just being where I'm at now, like having graduated. Mm-hmm. And looking at like my college journey as well as a lot of my friends like there's just a lot of valuable real advice um and a lot of times seniors have done internships and things so they've already kind of gotten a taste or they've made those changes or they've taken their passions and like tailored it exactly Mm -hmm. um to where it fit them and so they just have a lot of advice because um talking to people in the jobs is important too but a lot of times like they're older and they're like further removed from the process of choosing what you want to do. Great point. Um, So like juniors and seniors and people freshly out of college, Mm -hmm. they'll be real with you about the college transition and like the college path to get there as well as what it looks like on the other side. Yep. Perfect. Like one of my really, really good friends, she just graduated from UGA Cali and she's Mm -hmm. management information systems. So Mm -hmm. I had her as a resource to ask about, um, and she's starting a job soon in that field and so I get to ask her like what her job's like how did she get there Hmm. Um, what classes does she have to take just stuff like that yeah which really helped me a lot that is awesome that's super super helpful okay so we've established our major and now we're gonna let Abby give us advice so you decided to change your major Mm -hmm. right Uh, and you're still alive amazing Um, (laughs) okay so what let's just take it in pieces so what Mm -hmm. led you to changing your major Mm -hmm. so talk about why you left the first major and why you chose this new major so go ahead so i would say it definitely like boils back to what i'm passionate about okay so freshman year is a lot of kind of like general education classes and at that point i was like you know yeah like going to dental school um sophomore year hit and i started taking like oh gosh cell biology organic Mm. chemistry things like that And everyone I was in class with just had this like burning passion to like be the best doctor, (laughs) be the best dentist and (laughs) like was already researching like a trillion med school, Mm -hmm. dental school options. And like that was just so clearly what they were passionate about. Mm -hmm. And like those are really tough classes. And so they had that motivation of like, I've got to get an A so that I can get at this school. So I can do this Mm -hmm. and this. And I was just sitting there and I was like, I like, I think I want to do this, but not as much as these people. Yeah. And um, so they just had, like, this motivation and a passion for the medical field that, and, like, for eight more years of school that I just mm-hmm. did not have. Mm-hmm. And um, so I really started asking myself, okay, like, what am I passionate about? 
And, you know, if I took like my parents' opinions off the table, if I took salaries off the table, like if I just looked at Mm. what do I kind of feel like the Lord calling me to, what's something that I've been passionate about my whole life, Mm. that's kind of where like teaching came into play. Um, And at that point, like I didn't know a lot about what it looked like. I hadn't really talked to like any teachers. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I think it would be like something I would really, really be passionate about and something I would enjoy. And I remember, like, I called my parents, and I was mm. kind of scared what my dad would say, but he was super supportive. And mm. when I told my mom I wanted to change, like, to education, she told me she'd been waiting on that phone call, um, wow. which is just, like, really cool to hear her say that, like, she's seen that in me for a long time. Mm. So, so yeah, that was my transition. Mm. Shout out to Mike and Robin. Mike good and for, Robin. Good for them. Um, yeah. So, okay. And I think, so let's, let's break that down a little bit. So you... Again, it kind of comes back to passions. Mm-hmm. You just were not passionate. You had no, well, not no, but there, there was a lack of, of desire mm-hmm. to continue to push into this. And then you did feel kind of a pull towards this other place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you lean into education more. You talked to mom and dad. Was mm-hmm. that a, like, was there like a day's, wor- and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. Was yeah. there like a day or two of like buildup of nerves of like having um, to make that decision? Was that okay? Kind of, yeah. I like, hmm. I'm still not the best at like managing and like understanding all my emotions. I'm pretty <laughs> emotional, but I was just like, okay, I don't want to do med school or dental school. Like, mm-hmm. what do I want to do? And I did, I kind of felt this pressure of, I've got to make a decision. Sure. Um, which I would say if you're there, like, yes, there's just not as big as a rush as you think there is. Mm, yeah, um, so basically they had known I wanted to switch, but I didn't have the answer what I wanted to switch to. Mm-hmm. So there, there was kind of like two days of like, this rush feeling as well as kind of the nerves of, okay, all I can think of right now is teaching and yeah. I don't know if they're going to think about that answer, but yeah. I'm going to give it to them and we'll go from there. Right. Um, and yeah, thankfully that's just what panned out. So. Can you hit on, you said it, uh, there's not as like, okay, changing majors. I think, I think maybe we confuse with like changing futures, like this huge, right. massive, mm-hmm. like, if you get this one wrong, it's over yeah. like, oh my gosh, the poverty, mm. the abandonment, the, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, so, and I think it's very, very intimidating mm-hmm. and you have lived through it and like, and that's why I joked like you're still alive. Like it's, you said there's not as big a rush mm-hmm. to do this as, as maybe we put on it. Um, what did you mean? Dig into that for just a second more about what What are you talking about there? Yeah, I think it's just like the pressure of everybody expects when you're 18 and you're going to college, like, so what are you majoring in? Like, what do you want to do with your life? And then you feel like you have to know then and you feel like it can't change Mm. or you're just this like hot mess who has no idea what you want to do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you get to college and you feel like there's no wiggle room. And kind of once like you've started on a path, you feel like you can't like switch anywhere else. And like, obviously, if you're changing, like junior year or senior year bless you that would be rough but um but it's still possible still doable um but there's just not as much like I changed I think first semester of my sophomore year but that wasn't even really able to be possible until second semester sophomore year Hmm. because I was still in those classes and -hmm. like as far as the hard science classes I was talking about I still had to take those for my education classes. I actually Hmm. had to take more for education than I did for Hmm. um, dental school. But just like my passion and motivation with it completely like switched. So I was like willing to work hard in those classes Hmm. so that I could have students to teach that to one day rather than just trying to like prove myself to get into medical school or dental school. Right. 
So. Um, okay, last one on the, and again, there's so many other questions I want to ask you, but kind of last mm-hmm. one. So um, advice you would give yourself mm-hmm. changing majors? Like okay. if younger you was coming to older you and said, hey, I think I'm about to change majors. Mm-hmm. Um, any advice for students or things you wish you had done to make that process smoother or, mm-hmm. or just things that you've learned from it that you want to be able mm-hmm. to, to, to talk to other students about? Um, I would have prayed about it more because kind of when it happened, I just felt like a mess. And Mm -hmm. again, there was that rush. So I would have slowed down a little bit, um, prayed about it a little bit more. Also, I wouldn't have found like my identity in my major as much. Mm -hmm. Um, Like in high school, I was like, I was very academic and um, that was something like I was proud of, but I also like put too much of my identity in that. And so Mm -hmm. that kind of carried to college. So I kind of felt this weird, like, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? When yeah. like, are they think, are they going to think like I'm being lazy because mm-hmm. I'm dropping dental school and med school to go mm-hmm. like be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I just feel like if you have a pool and your passions to go somewhere else, like there's a reason for that. And there's a reason mm-hmm. the Lord's putting that on your heart. And I just didn't have a piece where I was before. And mm-hmm. now like I can't, oh my gosh, thinking of being in the medical field literally sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> um, so I don't, he just, he puts you where you're supposed to be. And yeah. I just have a piece now that mm. I wouldn't have had beforehand. So good stuff. Good stuff, Abby. Um, okay. Let's look at a couple of different things here. So we've talked about changing majors. We've looked at class load and that sort of thing. I have, okay, here's the two things that I have <laughs> left. I have advisement and I have dating. I think one of those is a little more interesting than the other one. Um, okay. So let's talk advisement. I'm just kidding. So let's look at (laughs) dating for just a few minutes here. Okay, let's talk about a couple of different things here. I I think dating especially, now obviously I can't speak from a female perspective, but dating as a freshman in college Mm -hmm. is almost like to me is almost its own thing. Like is almost Mm -hmm. a whole different like experience. So Brooke, you are a freshman. Mm -hmm. Uh, You are as of this podcast in a relationship So I want to be sure I date that. So they're like, (laughs) anyway, okay. But anyway, so you got a a very nice young man, a very, very nice boy. Um, All right. So dating in college, um, I guess talk to us for just a second about how you and Jacob met as freshmen. What does that look like? And then we'll get into some like, because Abby, you were also in a relationship freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk through like you know, how do we balance stuff? And then, Abby, we can talk about as you go further in school, yeah. what does relationships and then singleness and that sort of thing. So, Brooke, how did you and this, and this young gentleman meet um, as, as freshmen in college? Yeah. What does that look like? Well, first off, we had our 8 a.m. English together. Okay. So Of course. We Classic. Just, <laughs> we just became friends because it was like 30 people, which is a small class oh, yeah. for UGA and Alabama yeah. and stuff. So um, we got to know each other through that English class, and we had a mutual friend. So, like, hmm. that was, if, especially going off to a big college, if you have a mutual friend, you're automatically friend with that person. <laughs> okay, makes you sense, know? makes sense. Because you don't know anyone. So we became friends, and um, we just started hanging out just with groups. And then it got to a point where we are like, oh, like, we like each other. Mm-hmm. But... Also, we don't really know each other that well. This mm-hmm. is freshman year. It's pretty early on. Like, mm-hmm. you don't just want to just jump into something. So we became, um, he called it um, exclusive friends. Okay. <laughs> where we pretty much, 
we're like, hey, we want to get to know each other, we like each other, we hope to date each other, but we just want to get to know each other first to be yeah. sure dating is what mm-hmm. we both want to do and something we both see. Mm-hmm. So um, we just got to know each other. We just stayed friends. We didn't really push past that until it got to a point where we felt like we knew each other well enough mm. to start dating. Mm-hmm. But um, we took a good like um, month, month and a half of just like getting to know each other on friends level first. Yeah. And we took that time to like meet other friends too. Because mm-hmm. it's so easy, especially getting in a relationship freshman year, it's easy to just focus on that relationship because it's so new. Yeah. And then not um, pour your efforts into other friendships relationships so we took time to like get to know each other get to know other people make friends and then when we got to a point where we felt we were ready to date then we did but yeah. we first took time and we took it slow too so good i think i think a lot of times in college like there seems to be this desperation for figuring out your life but also mm-hmm. like finding that life partner like we've mm-hmm. kind of like made it this like if you're dating in college, mm-hmm. the marriage is imminent. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what like that's what it's become, and 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 that's I don't know. That's nobody's fault really, but it just happens. But mm-hmm. I think Brooke, you speak to a good thing in terms of like, you know, re- dating, especially as a freshman in college, can almost mm-hmm. become like like you are locked down. Mm-hmm. Like there mm-hmm. is no other friendship time. There is no other people. You kind of because you're out on your own already, so it's very easy for that person to become like your safety and your yeah, home base. Sure. And I think that's why breakups in college can be doubly as devastating mm-hmm. because you've made that person your home. Does that make sense? And yeah. then you lose that. So taking it slowly, okay? So you have, a, you have and Abby, please feel free to speak mm-hmm. into this as well. So you've got juniors and sophomores, or excuse me, juniors and seniors who are looking at dating in college. You said you guys kind of took it slowly, got to know each other. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Is that group hangs? Is that dinners? Is that, what, what, is, what is that? How do you do um, that? So for us, we had class together and he would, um, after our class, he would walk me to my next class, even though Classic. his was in the opposite direction, just to like talk to me, get <laughs> nice. to know me. Yeah. But we didn't go on like dates per mm-hmm. se. We um, made a lot of mutual friends. So we kind of were mm. be- starting to be in the same friend group if you will like we had a lot of the same friends so it would just be more like group hangouts um Mm -hmm. a group of us would play like ultimate frisbee we'd go to church together as a group so we were spending time together but it was more like um with other people too Mm -hmm. and but we also had time where we would just talk just with each other one-on-one when he would Hmm. walk me to class and stuff Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a balance between group hangouts, so we're building relationships with other people mm-hmm. in this group, and then also we had time to where we got to know each other and mm. just like our families, what we're about, or sometimes we would just um, study together and just talk sometimes. So you almost did it at the same time. Like yeah. you got to know other people and this guy mm-hmm. all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Kind of. That's super helpful. That's good. Okay. Abby, thoughts on dating freshman year and kind of what that what that looks like or good things, mistakes, just, just to, to piggyback mm-hmm. off of some things that Brooke's talking about. Um, yeah, my biggest advice would be... You're welcome to give more than one piece, yeah, please, as I, much I as you I would say, want. like, you just want to be really careful to balance everything because, like, you hit the nail on the head saying that person can very quickly, like, 
become your home and like your safety. And so I like, I didn't meet the guy I was dating freshman year in college. We were actually dating in high school and then went to the same college together. Um, but still a lot of the same thing happened because he Mm. was familiar and like he was comfortable and Mm. like he was safe and like he was home. And, um, so I think like, because of that, a lot of times I would like avoid more uncomfortable situations of getting to know new people. Mm -hmm. I would like make sure he was always there like with me or something like that. Um, and even I think like, even if you go into college dating somebody from high school, even if you go separate places, I think there's a danger in that too. Mm -hmm. Um, even if they aren't there, I mean, you can FaceTime them or you can like come home every weekend or you can go Mm -hmm. see them every weekend. And so freshman year, I definitely think it's like okay to date somebody like I don't think it's bad to date somebody but I would just make sure that you have like the maturity and the discipline for Mm -hmm. your sake and the person who you're dating's sake Mm -hmm. to have friends like outside of just the friend group um and to just really make sure that you both are firm or like starting firm foundations and like putting deep roots into making connections and like building a community um because of course, like a lot of times you want it to work out, but sometimes it doesn't. And so if you've only been clinging to each other and you don't really feel like right. there's anywhere for either of you right. to turn after that, that can be hard. So. Right. I think freshman year of college, especially dating, you need, I think, more safeguards in place oh, because like absolutely. you're not, and not even really, we'll get into like, you know, physical stuff and things like that. Mm-hmm. But like you, at least as a junior in college, like you're becoming established as a human being, like yeah. as a person, mm-hmm. whereas freshman year, like, you haven't made those friendships that will mold you yet. Yeah, and like, everything's new. It is. Yeah. It is. That's exactly right. So like you're getting into a very, and dating is a very important thing. Like mm-hmm. you're getting into something very important, very deep mm-hmm. at a time that you are so, and it's not your fault. Like mm-hmm. you're just, you're so inexperienced and like you haven't been molded and grown yeah, yet. So sure. like you've got to be careful. Like Abby said, like mm-hmm. it can so quickly become unhealthy like yeah. it, and, and and that's nothing there's nothing wrong with the other person there's nothing wrong with you it's mm-hmm. just a human nature we look for that safety and it's interesting that you said mm-hmm. Abby like you you there's nothing wrong with having that safety but if you found something convenient mm-hmm. why would I want to do something like if I can hang out with him or her on a, a Monday night and that's convenient why would I want to spend that Monday night going to something inconvenient mm-hmm. like a like a whatever a, mm-hmm. a group or a party or a, a place where I can, people yeah, or, yeah why would I meet new people that's inconvenient when I mm-hmm. have this convenience right. yeah. that that safety net um, mm-hmm. that's a good point I, um, yeah I agree I was just um, one thing that helped is that Jacob and I like we did different things like we didn't do everything together you know like mm-hmm. he did club cross country he found friends guy friends, stuff to do that, and he had, like, guys in a small group. I'm in a sorority, so I had, like, some mm-hmm. good girlfriends. So, like, we didn't do everything together. We um, we did stuff by ourselves to make connections on our own and make our own connections and friends and did different events. So mm-hmm. I think that was helpful that we kind of established ourselves on our own first yeah. and yeah. then. So that is helpful. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, yeah, that's great advice. Um, okay, Abby, so as, our, as our, the seasoned veteran of this group, mm-hmm. um, so <laughs> let's look at just, just some advice maybe in terms of like, so like obviously like for Brooke, like mm-hmm. they seem to be doing well, it's freshman year. Mm-hmm. So, and then like you've got juniors and seniors listening to this podcast too, whenever they start like 
if they start dating freshman year, they will just mm -hmm. be freshmen. That's as far as it can go with them. Mm -hmm. As you get older in college, yeah. as you go through different relationships or as you start dating as an older college student, this is super broad and mm -hmm. I apologize, <laughs> but are it, words of wisdom, words of advice, or yeah. what to do when mistakes get made? Let's do, let's do two. Let's do, okay. we'll do wisdom and advice and then we'll mm -hmm. do like, what happens if mistakes are made and things like that. So let's do like okay. wisdom and, and things that you would bring to the table for someone who is dating freshman year, like maybe wanting to extend that relationship and that sort of thing. Okay. Thoughts on that? Yeah, Ooh, lots of advice. Um, <laughs> so first I would say, so okay, so you grow and you change a lot freshman year, but honestly like you continue to grow and change yeah. and like know yourself more and deeper like all through college. Great. Um, like, wow, who I am now is, like, I wouldn't say so different from who mm -hmm. I was freshman year because, like, at the core of who I am, I've stayed the same. But, like, I've just grown mm -hmm. into, like, more maturity and, like, a deeper understanding of myself. And, like, as far as dating, like, what I need, what I want, mm. um, what's a good fit, what's not. Um, some of my, like, tendencies, like, just things like that. You, you really, really grow to know yourself a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, I wouldn't say there's anything, like, against dating as a freshman, but just make sure you have that balance and kind of those boundaries because you're going to grow mm -hmm. exponentially as well as the person you're with. Mm. Um, and also, like, with college, especially somewhere like UGA or Alabama, there's just, like, a gazillion options of people. So just because it's, like, the first – good cool person you meet doesn't mean that person <laughs> has to be your person sure. um so again i would just like i wouldn't rush things i wouldn't put pressure on things mm -hmm. um i would just take take time getting to really know yourself first um and then you can kind of know what you want like what's going to fit you better because the like i'm a girl like the boys would be doing the same thing mm -hmm. um then also just going back to what you said about <laughs> like the pressure and the rush of who you meet in college is like who you end up with I dated like two different guys in college and like honestly that pressure kind of played a role in like both of those relationships mm -hmm. breaking up um, especially like the second one I think we were trying so bad to like figure it out so fast that mm -hmm. it just became really really unhealthy and yeah. it was just something we both had to get out of um, so that's why I would just say like, slow down, mm -hmm. like pump the brakes, get to know yourself, um, give mm -hmm. your space or give yourself space to grow, yeah. um, give them space to grow. And like, it's totally okay to date. You just don't want it again to be that like smothering, like mm -hmm. life float that like you hold on to and everything. Phenomenal. I'll be so. waiting for your book deal. I'm super excited. <laughs> um, so two things that I pulled from that, mm -hmm. um, and, and this would be good for all of us, <laughs> um, but especially as you are in college, you start dating, if you start dating younger in college, as you continue to grow and change, one of the things that, that I don't know that you said it exactly like this, but I hear what you're saying, like, you've got to be very honest with the person that you're dating yes. about the changes that you're going through mm -hmm. as they, as you're growing into things, as, as you change, you've got to be sure that you're that you're being honest with them about what you're experiencing and about mm -hmm. what you're feeling. Um, and the other thing, you said it exactly right. And I think this is why, so I had a very major relationship in college as a junior and senior, and mm -hmm. we broke up, and I was devastated. And one of the main reasons I was so devastated was because 
I thought I lost the marriage. Like I thought, mm-hmm. because who you date in college mm-hmm. is who you'll marry. Oh, and, yeah. and not that... <laughs> and not that that's not going to happen by any yeah, means. I don't want Brooke. To, I don't want you to time. think like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in like four I don't, weddings. Don't summer. get cocky, it Brooke. It happens like, all the time. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But like, but for me, it was this like we and Abby. You said it so well. Like we, you. Tr- it's almost like you're dating the marriage and not the person. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. I like, did that for a whole year. Like as you and see. And it's miserable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Like as you see them and, and some of that's human mm-hmm. nature. Like, oh yeah. Like. Because we want that. Like we're made for that. Yes. And yeah. it's good and it's biblical. Like and we teach at PVN like to date with the intention of marriage. Not mm-hmm. not like as a sophomore in high school like you know so yeah. when are we getting not not yeah. in a creepy weird way but like but to but to keep the big picture in mind. Mm-hmm. But but like everything in life, the big picture can become the idol instead. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens. And like, you, you can't, like, I'm feeling all these changes, but I can't break up with her because if I break up with her, the Mm -hmm. marriage is over and I have to start over. And like college in America, and this is, you know, there's a billion things, but like it brings all this pressure of after college is job for the rest of your life to Mm -hmm. your 65 or whatever and spouse for the rest of your life like Mm -hmm. and you may not meet them at i didn't get married till i was 28 Mm -hmm. you know what i mean 28 oh my gosh like (laughs) like if you had told me that as a 20 year old it would have devastated me like i would have been like are you i have to wait that long you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it's just so it's just so different but but yes as you go through this you have to remember and it really it's unfair to the other person not just Mm -hmm. to you but it's unfair to the other person because they're being treated as an Instagram profile and not as a, a, a yeah. potential mm-hmm. lifelong spouse. So mm-hmm. like you're afraid to tell them that you're changing. You're afraid when they change and it puts all this extra pressure. Um, so I think it just calls for this, this wisdom and community mm-hmm. and, and the, the, the less you rush into it, just like you said, Brooke, like the, the less you rush into it, the more you're willing to trust the Lord and let things happen as yep. they come, not, not in a passive way, but, but just through being wise. You don't, mm-hmm. very rarely will you buy a house the day you see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like very right. rarely will you enact a major life decision the, immediately. You know, the best mm-hmm. things, you know, come through, through wisdom. But great stuff, guys. Any, now we've got some other things to talk about, but any closing things on dating that you guys would want to want to jump back in on I don't want to use it on a roll so I don't want to quench it I mean I guess I would just harp on again like if you are getting in a more serious relationship in college like it really is you've got to communicate and you've got to be honest Mm -hmm. with where you're both at and that's why it's hard when you buy into the okay oh this is my person because it's been great for like four months because it's hard because like you're going to keep growing they're going to keep growing yeah and it's like puzzle pieces like you can't force them together and make them fit Mm -hmm. and it's hard when like you convince yourself that they do at the beginning but then they don't so it's just that's why it's so important you've got to be really honest and you have to know like yourself no so so. perfect 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 guys i would just say the same thing i guess like knowing yourself and also like knowing your standards Mm-hmm. Just knowing that um, mm. never to, like, lower your standards for a guy, or in our case, a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. Because, yeah, I don't know, keep your standards high, and mm-hmm. that just goes back to knowing yourself and knowing what you want, mm. and, um, yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's, that's great. Um, so one last thing to talk about, and then we'll have some advice for, for some folks. Um, let's talk about now, Brooke, you're, let's talk about Greek life. Um, mm-hmm. So you're in a sorority, Brooke. Mm-hmm. Or did you, were you mm-hmm. in a sorority the whole I time? Was. I knew yep. you were in one. All I didn't know years. if you stayed in one. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about, um, let's just talk about Greek life in general. I think Greek mm-hmm. life has a lot of unfair stereotypes associated with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it can be a very, very helpful thing. And, but at the same time, we don't want students to feel like they necessarily have to be involved in Greek life. Mm-hmm. Um, that if they're not, they're, they're somehow missing out on what, college could be for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so let's talk about Greek life just a little bit. So um, Abby, let's pull you off the hot seat for a little bit. Let's okay. let Brooke chat for a minute. Cool. Um, so Brooke, you are in a sorority. Tell yes. us what that is and kind of how you found it. How did you wind up okay. there? So I, my sorority is Pi Beta Phi. Okay. Um, it's just a group of Girls, just a sorority. That would make and sense. Yeah. How I fell into it, um, I was actually a year ago in the spot. Abby was talking. Mm-hmm. Abby and Farron. Mm-hmm. I was wrestling with like I want to join, but I feel like I shouldn't. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. I want to, but I feel like that's just like crazy and like not me. And I was like, is that like bad thing to want it? So I remember I was talking to them about it Hmm. and they were like, just try it. Like if you have this interest, try it. And it gets better. Like the first month Mm -hmm. they said it's crazy, which I agree. Like, it's just so new. Everything's different. And I, I just, I was like, okay. So I just did it. And I think I kind of shocked a lot of people. It's not (laughs) something that if people who've known me, they're, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think they expected it, but I ended up like loving it and I'm so glad I did it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now when they said, and well, hang on, we'll let you guess. So Abby, same question. So okay. what's sorority? How did you end up there? Kind of what did, what did that look like for you? Okay. Um, so I was in Alpha Chi Omega at Alabama and, um, I had a friend actually, she went to our Mercy too. She was a year older than me and she was in Alpha Chi at Alabama and um, so at first, it was kind of the same thing. As I was like, I don't know if I want to rush. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like all those people are crazy. And, like, <laughs> all they do is party. But at the same time, like, Alabama was really, really huge. Like, mm-hmm. big school, same as UGA. And um, I'd seen my friend find, like, a really good community in her sorority. Mm-hmm. And so, same, I had the interest. I was like, I'm just going to give it a shot. So, I went through Rush, um, ended up going Alpha Chi, too. Mm-hmm. And kind of how Brooke said, like, the first month, I almost dropped, like, a lot of times. Because <laughs> you, I mean, wow. I just saw things, witnessed things, was around things that I had never been around in my whole (laughs) life. And, um, and kind of one thing I told them last year is uh, when you get to college, like, honestly, I think whether you do Greek life or not, a lot of like the noise and the things you hear at first is the crazy stories and, Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, like, did you hear something? So did this, or did you something? So did that. And so for that first month I was in this spot of, there's no one here like me. Like, Mm all these girls are like insane and like all they do is party and blah, blah, blah. But that's just cause it's the loud things that people talk about. Mm -hmm. And so now like four years later, I'm so glad I did it. I don't regret doing it at all. I've found like wonderful, wonderful community, like of girls who, Mm -hmm. I mean, like I'm in their weddings this summer, like they'll be in mine. We went to church together. Like we did sorority retreats together. We Mm -hmm. ice cream runs, we live together. Um, but again, you don't have to have that. Like one of my roommates and dearest friends isn't in a sorority and like everyone thought she was cause she was such good friends with us. And 
Um, I'm in like a huge friend group of people and none of the guys are in fraternities. We just kind of met them through church. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't know that's kind of how I got into that. But. Um, you mentioned it and then you mentioned it as well. So you mm-hmm. mentioned like, you know, Fahrenheit suggested trying it and then mm-hmm. you suggested mm-hmm. rush. So mm-hmm. just, and I, I know this is kind of open-ended, but like, mm-hmm. Okay, let's do what is Rush? So, Brooke, what is Rush? And then, Abby, advice for girls going through Rush. Okay. Um, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, like, someone has no idea what that yeah. is. What is Rush? Okay, so I had no clue what it was. Perfect. Basically, it's like two weeks. Um, you go through different rounds. Mm-hmm. And so, first round, you spend like two or three days visiting all the sororities, just kind of chatting briefly chatting with like a person from the sorority and so after like the first round in each round you kind of rank your sororities and you kind of eliminate some but then the sororities also like rank they can also drop you if you they didn't you weren't a fit or like Mm. something so each round is just like you eliminating and the sorority also eliminating people Mm. And so then you get narrowed down to like two sororities and basically each round you just, they're longer conversations, deeper conversations, trying to find the sorority that like matches you. So like the sorority I'm in now, Pi Beta Phi, um, they talked a lot about um, being very like laid back, um, Mm. not super strict, a lot of welcoming people the way they are, um, not having a certain image they're looking for, which spoke to me Hmm. clearly because I wanted to be in a sorority, but I wasn't like the, um, I didn't want like a super strict, like, you know, I was more Mm -hmm. of wanting a flexible type and that was what my sorority was. So it's kind of, you narrow down to like what fits you Hmm. and so... Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds good. I wish there was rush for other things like finding a job and like, (laughs) like I wish they would, everything had, had Mm -hmm. rushed it. Okay. Abby. So we've learned about what rush is. Mm -hmm. Um, girls going about to go into college, big world, you know, um, Mm -hmm. what some advice that you would give to girls who are going through rush and then yeah, let's do that first. So advice to Mm -hmm. girls just in rush and then we'll get to Greek life in general in a second. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've done rush, like gone through rush, but then I've also done rush like three years, two years, three years, three on the Mm -hmm. opposite side of like bringing girl, like new girls in. And so I've seen both sides and I think my best advice would be, which it's hard, but I would like, don't take anything personally. Mm -hmm. Um, Brooke said it perfectly. It's about finding your match. And so a lot of times like if a house drops you, you take it like, oh my gosh, like maybe they didn't like how I looked or maybe this is what I said or something like that. And, um, just from doing rush, like as a junior and a senior Mm -hmm. and I mean, not just my attitude, but like the attitude of like my whole house and all the girls rushing, you are not being looked at as, okay, is she like smart enough or pretty enough or skinny enough or anything like that? It's really, these girls have been there and they know like the core values of that house and they know what makes a good match and Mm -hmm. so a lot of times like I talked to girls who are precious and I was like I would love to be best friends with them Mm -hmm. but I know that they aren't a match for the house so a lot of times Mm -hmm. drops are because like it's almost like because I love you so much like I want to see you fitting somewhere else and I want to give you that opportunity more than it is Mm-hmm. like oh I don't like her and that's yeah. that's really hard because I mean you do you take it personally sure. Sure. and you question like yeah. what's going on um and also I would say just be 
be like who you are. Um, don't try to like change who you are to try and like fit a certain house because even if you can kind of fool them through rush, like that's not who you're going to be for four years of your life. And if you're doing a sorority, you should be doing it to find like, like-minded, well-rounded community. And so you want to be honest with who you are, Mm -hmm. um, so that you can find the right match. Got it. Perfect. Great advice. Um, kind of the last thing I guess that, and, and I don't know, you know, okay, so we're called to be salt and light to the mm-hmm. world. Um, if salt doesn't interact with anything, what is the purpose of mm-hmm. salt mm-hmm. in general? Does that make sense? Yeah. If mm-hmm. light is in a room full of light bulbs all the time, mm-hmm. what is the purpose of that light? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, and this is not Greek life aside, mm-hmm. and I don't know what this looks like for you guys, but in terms of like college uh, recreational culture mm-hmm. in general, so parties or going out to different places or not, um, what does that look like? Are, or, or advice that you would give to students who, you know, is, and, and I don't mean this in a way, I don't want this to be taken wrong, but especially mm-hmm. in Greek life where things can move faster mm-hmm. in, certain, in certain aspects, what what would you tell girls who don't want to, you know, who want to go out, who want to, to, to go to parties or things like that, like best practices or some advice like that, or in terms of we do this instead, in terms of alternatives, mm-hmm. like yeah. no right or wrong. I know that was a, mm-hmm. a yeah. super unclear question, but okay, go for it, Brooke. Um. It depends on the college. I'm very thankful UGA has a lot of alternatives. Okay, yep. Say, like, we have something called Phi Slam, which throws, oh, yeah. like, raves, but, like, dry raves. Mm-hmm. And it, the whole what ministry... Is a, what is a dry rave for people that don't um, know what that a is? A big party with no alcohol. Got it. And okay. it's on yep. Fridays, right. and the whole message behind Phi Slam is something um, for you to do besides, like, going out or going downtown Mm -hmm. it's like having a good time but like having good clean fun Mm -hmm. and so they'll have those or um we have a christian fraternity Mm -hmm. um and they'll throw parties and Mm -hmm. we'll have like swing dancing on like tuesdays so there's a bunch of other like fun parties to go to if you necessarily don't want to be around like the drinking scene Mm -hmm. um so yeah, as those yep. were a lot of fun, and those yeah. are like my best memories. And I think so. they're available if you're looking for them. Like yeah, I think sometimes no, people sure. think like, if I'm not again, we we may get these two extremes. Like yep. if I'm not going to do this, then I have to literally stay only in my room and watch movies mm-hmm. all the time. And mm-hmm. there may be nights where that happens, and like, you know, that's okay. But like, it doesn't have to be that. There, yeah. there are plenty of alternatives. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Abby, basically the same mm-hmm. question. What what does that look like? How do you, how do you, how do you do it without doing it? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Yeah, I would say um, definitely don't do anything you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, like, stay true to who you are and what you believe and what you're comfortable with. Um, but for me, I know I talked earlier about like that first month or two. I was like, I should drop. Like, what am I doing here? Yeah. And a lot of that is because I had the mentality of, okay, I'm either going like these people are at the party, like you know, drinking, going hardcore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not what I want to do. So I guess I just don't go and like right. stay home. But then I learned like, 
Um, so there are like options that are dry where there's like not any alcohol, but then you can still go to those events right? and like, you don't have to participate in the alcohol part, but you can still enjoy the band and the dancing and like Mm -hmm. your friends, Mm -hmm. like in the chicken nuggets, like as much as anybody (laughs) else is. Um, and so that was something that took me like a minute to learn, but those are like some of my favorite memories. And like going Mm -hmm. back to what you said about being a light, like, a lot of people get to college and like they don't really know who they are or what they're comfortable with or what mm-hmm. they stand for. And so one thing that was kind of cool that my friend group and I noticed is we were like, once we found each other, we're like, okay, we still want to go to these parties that our sorority does, mm-hmm. um, but we don't want to necessarily like participate right. in you know everything going on. Right. So we just went and danced and had fun. So we mm-hmm. did what we were comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we noticed like there would be other girls who were freshmen in our pledge class and they'd be like, wait, are y'all... Like, you're not drinking? We're like, yeah. They're like, but you look like you're having so much fun. And we're like, Mm -hmm. well, we are, like, we are still having fun. And um, they're like, oh. And so you can just, I don't, I think it just goes back to some people don't know that they can, like, still be there Mm -hmm. having fun. And so it was cool to get to be a light for those girls and be like, okay, you don't have to be doing that. Like, you can come over here and have fun and, like, enjoy yourself with us. Right. Um, I I think there's a stigma in terms of, like, you, and, and, and it's unfair because, like, I think we put so much of, like, what movies say this is like into (laughs) the real world and it's just not that sometimes it Mm -hmm. is I mean those don't come out of nowhere but but it's usually not as extreme Mm -hmm. um and I think like especially like it it, personal opinion Mm -hmm. it's very rare that you're at a place where people are drinking and they ask you if you want to drink and if you say no they're gonna like beat you up and throw oh. you out you know what I mean they, like not yeah. literally but that's what you yeah. think like mm-hmm. you think like like I want to be the loser <laughs> yeah if yeah. you do there's going to be this horrible stigma mm-hmm. they're going to tattoo it like right here on your face so that yeah. everyone will know yeah. and you said that they, they don't care no, is that no, is that the right way to say mm-hmm. that yeah they just they're kind of doing their own thing you know right they're, right and like for me I've made sure in the beginning of joining a sorority, I found um, a good group of girls where we, like Abby said, we wanted to go out. We wanted to participate like mm-hmm. um, in our sorority stuff, but we didn't want to drink. We didn't want to participate. So we would all go together and we'd have a great time. And we made so many mm-hmm. friends, but we were totally just, we were sober. We were having a great mm-hmm. time. And I'm so thankful um, that some of the older girls in my sorority, like, um, they helped mm. guided us little freshmen where <laughs> we were like, oh, we don't want to drink, but we also, like, we want to participate. And they, like, they invited us to things, and yeah. they let us hang out with them where they had that same mindset, too. Mm. And they, for sure, like, poured into us. And so that's what I'm excited for next year is to kind of, like, be that for the be freshman for girls sure. to show them, like, yeah. hey, you can have so much fun. But yeah, you don't have to participate. So right, mm-hmm. right. I was I was so thankful for that um, my freshman year. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Um, yep. Okay, last question for each of you. Um, just in terms of senior year of high school, mm-hmm. um, getting ready for college. In terms of, I, I think, I think it's so helpful, and this doesn't happen to everybody. I think the Lord moves at different times in people's lives, but like getting as rooted as you can in what is important at the end of high school, 
I think serves you well as you mm-hmm. get into the early stages of college where so much is uncertain. Yeah. Um, so let's talk through that. Abby, any advice that you would give to students at PVN who are seniors? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're about to start senior year. Let's do that. Okay. Um, what should they really lean into this year or what should they not lean into, et cetera, et cetera, in terms mm-hmm. of in terms of staying rooted in trusting in Jesus, um, trying to fall more in love with Jesus before they get out into a place where they really have to fend for themselves in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, hmm. There's a lot. Yes, um, as much as you want. I would say listen like to the advice that people at church and like, yeah. you know, like the advice of good people and good Christians yeah. in the community. Um, mm-hmm. cause a lot of times you're like, okay, yeah, like I've heard that a million times, right. but like they're telling you for a reason. There's a reason it's there, been said a million yes. times. Yeah. yeah. Good. There's a reason. And so senior year, definitely I would say, um, you know, enjoy your friends cause it goes by fast. Yeah. Um, but also really, really, really press into your relationship with the Lord and ask yourself like, okay, I'm about to be on my own next year, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's not like, you aren't really accountable to anybody like Mm -hmm. other than yourself and the Lord when you're in college. Um, so just, yeah, really pray on like, you know, as far as a major, like Lord, okay, what are my passions? Like Mm -hmm. where's somewhere you could lead me here? Um, pray for a like-minded friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's really important and just keeping like holding you accountable and like mm-hmm. being there to love on you and like give you grace and be there for you in college. Um, and then just really grow, grow in your faith and root it because it, it will, like you said, it'll serve you well in college. Mm-hmm. Um, college is big and dark and scary and it's <laughs> easy to get lost there. And there's a million opinions. There's a million options. Like, it's just so vast. So you really need to search like your heart with the Lord about who am I, where do I stand Mm. on X, Y, and Z and how, how can I hold myself accountable to that when I'm in college? Yep. Great stuff. Brooke, same, same question. So good. Um, yeah, I would say like take the time to really like, um, dig into your faith. And for me, that looked like I was, um, pretty diligent in my quiet time Mm -hmm. and at the time I don't want to say I didn't know why but I was very diligent Mm -hmm. and I'm looking back now I'm so thankful because I learned like more about myself which Mm -hmm. um armed me Mm -hmm. if you will like for Mm -hmm. college and then also like a lot of seniors didn't really go to church as much anymore and I'm so thankful that um, I stayed with it because I learned so much and I um, started to value church and appreciate church, especially when I went off to college. Mm-hmm. Um, when I would go to church, I literally, I loved it. I, mm-hmm. And I liked going to church, but when I got to like choose to go to church and attend church, I absolutely like fell in love with mm-hmm. church, mm-hmm. the Lord. It made me appreciate it a whole lot more. Because um, I feel like senior year, I spent, like, preparing my heart and preparing, like, for these challenges, but not exactly knowing that's what I was doing, if mm-hmm. that made sense, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and because I did that, before going off, I kind of um, 
established like what I want out of college, what I want to pursue. And mm. um, I figured out quickly, especially being at college, that like church is a huge priority mm. for me. And I like, I loved going and I went to church like three, four times <laughs> a week. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely like loved it. And um, so I, I think like really investing in like, taking the time to pour into the word, pour into mm-hmm. church, pouring, pour into the Lord. So then you kind of have like, I don't want to, so you can hear his voice more mm-hmm. in college when there's so many voices mm-hmm. around. It's That's so good. easy to be drowned out by everything going on in college. But if you take the time senior year to kind of hone in on like, what's God's voice? How mm-hmm. is he speaking to me? then it's, um, you're more accustomed to that voice. You can mm-hmm. recognize it in mm-hmm. the midst of all the voices in college. And that's through mm-hmm. taking time in the word, going to church, learning. And um, so, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's awesome. Um, man, so many more hours that we could spend, but we <laughs> won't for everyone's, for everyone's health. Thank you, guys. Fantastic you. stuff. Um, hopefully we can have you guys back again next year for this.